This podcast was brought to you by mtgcast.com and please check out www.tcgplayers.com for your best place to buy cards online. Episode 3 of the Brainstorm. I'm your host, Tyrone. Thank you for joining us today. And I got my buddy, Toby. What's going on, Toby? Not a thing, man, Tyrone. Right on, man. Yep, this is another glorious week of magic. A couple of Friday Night Magic stories. Got my, uh, Toby's bringing you two decks that are cheap, inexpensive, and basically any type of new player can be able to play, understand, and play at their local Friday Night Magic. But first want to come up and let y'all know that we now have a official Facebook page. Yes, that is right. We have a Facebook page now up for Brainstorm, MTG Brainstorm. And if you would, look us up, drop us a line, and follow us on Facebook. Also, follow us on Twitter, same MTG Brainstorm on Twitter. But um, check us out. We'll have the questions pretty soon. We'll be having contests. I'll stress some more about that later. And pretty much anything that deals with magic, any type of information that you're not getting from anywhere else, most likely we'll try to bring it up here towards you too. Plus also, I want to give a thanks to Galaxy Comics in Wichita Falls, Texas. Larry, a very good guy. Also, another shout out to my man Bubblegum, you know, because he also, he's behind the scenes. He's here helping us with the show, you know, in, in a different way, giving pointers and stuff, and also making it be able to better efficient. Everybody out there in uh, podcast land. Also, Phil's not here this week. Phil is uh, doing his thing in the Steel City. He's uh, out there working hard and stuff, but hopefully we're able to have him come back this week. Because also I want to give uh, a little shout-out to TCGplayers.com. To me, one of the best places online to buy cards. Get a lot more variety and vendors to be able to pick and choose from. Fair pricing, fair shipping. Straight to the point guy, uh, website. Check, definitely, definitely check these guys out. So, let's get into what we're gonna talk about this week. This week, Toby has brought you two decks which are very expensive, which one of them, uh, I'll talk about later after you finish talking about them, is strictly amazing, especially for the price and what it does, and it, it works, it works, it works, it works, because it happened to me this Friday, but Toby, go ahead and, uh, um, break it down for us, the, the first deck that you're gonna talk about this week. Okay, so last week Phil asked me to make some decks with Torpor Orbs because, like him, getting tired of beat down from Primeval Titans. So I put together two decks. First one, and you can find these decks on tcgplayer.com. There's a link on mtgbrainstorm.com as well. Uh, first one is the Green Beatdown deck. This is simple and does what green does the best. Big giant creatures brings them out really quickly, and just pounds your opponent in the head. Uh, with Chances of the Tangles, Kalani Hydras, Omanth Locus of Manas, and Vorclex, the Voice of Hunger, 
I mean, there's not much else to say. Very good cars, uh, man. Very good cars. I love uh, in New Phyrexia the uh, cards that you there in your opening hand. You get an extra thing with them. I love these cards. You, uh, Chancellor of the Tangle, using extra mana straight up off the bat. You know, you draw one of those, you're able to drop a Quest for Renewal first turn. It doesn't take much. Um, you know, like Tyrone said, these decks are really cheap. Most expensive card in this deck, I believe, is the Kalani Hydra, which is easily replaced with any other, you know, giant green creature you want to put in there. I put them in, or if you want to take out some of the giant greens and put in some of the smaller stuff to make the deck even faster, you can. It's, it's all about what you want to do. Uh, Gravity Wells, in this deck, his green's weakness is flying, so that's just to help you out there. Um, stuff like your birthing pods, Beastmaster's Ascension is just in there to make those few creatures just even more powerful. Then, the second deck, which I know Tyrone does not like, well, he likes it, but does not like playing against it, my Infect deck. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Dangerous man. When 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 you sent me this in the email and I was looking at it and I was looking like, yeah, mirror uh in the miracle on echo and all them, I was like, Yeah. Then I saw those two cars that kicked my butt. Actually yeah. two weeks in a row, I was like, Oh no he didn't bring this mm-hmm. back out of me. But it, when I saw those cars, man, I just this gave me nightmares. But go ahead and explain to everybody what those cars do. Okay. Well, like I said, the first one, this is just a simple red-green infection deck. This one's the cheaper of the two deck at $57, and the green beatdown comes in at $65, both on tcgplayer.com. Um, this, I mean, there's really not much to say that hasn't already been said. Um, in this deck, you're to get your creatures in play as quickly as possible, then drop your assault stro- uh, drop an assault strobe on an unblocked plague mirror or an unblocked uh, Iker claw mirror and a ground swell and bam there's six six infection right there straight up off the bat. Oh my god! <laughs> red, red green is really really powerful about the quick creatures about the quick creature uh, drops and the heavy damage in the first few few turns. Uh, like I was telling Tyrone, I personally play a black-blue infection. I believe it works better for my playstyle, but this is a easy, simple-to-make Friday Night Magic deck that, I mean, this could even this could even hurt, you know, the the infamous Callblade. I mean, this this uh, a Callblade would stop and look at this because it is very fast and hits really hard. Um, some things you can change if you'd like. You can, uh, you don't have to put the Ink Moth Nexus in there. I realize those things go for about eight to ten dollars a piece. If you want to, you can just put a couple more mountains, maybe a couple more forest, or, uh, add another Razor Swine or Rot Wolf to the, to the deck. If that's, you know, I, I understand not everybody's got, you know, sixteen bucks, twenty bucks lying around to buy just two cards. Uh, other than that, everything in this deck is less than a dollar. There is, so for that new for that new guy, that guy just starting out, replace you can replace those ink mothes, those raging ravines. Those usually run about a dollar. I've seen them for as high as a buck fifty. So 
not that hard to get, not that hard to make, and it's simple to play. Yeah, I just want to throw out there also if you um for the price that you like, like you said, the Eightmont Nexus, Eightmont, the Eightmont Nexus is a perfect addition to it. Flying, most people are running to me flyers at the time. It does help with flyers, but also that's what I was saying. If you go to TCG players, um, you can pie, you can pipe on this card cheaper than what you than what you get for like basically majority of these cards you don't have, you can get it. Make sure you find it from the same vendor. Basically, the price I, I think they're probably like two dollars cheaper. So basically, you get it for about seven bucks. Get two for fourteen. Then a couple other cards that are less than a dollar. Throw those on there. And basically, for that fifteen dollars that's laying around, you can get half his deck already complete. Because I know majority of people have these in their boxes, like I do. I probably go through my box and find half these cards myself. Because one thing I always want to point out with people when you build out, this is stuff that you need to look at. Because I overlooked a lot, a lot of cards. I was the other day. I was just driving in a car and I saw some magic cards in there. Then I looked. Then I had a Mystic Rare just sitting in my cup holder. Didn't note it because I wasn't playing red at the time. So you got to be very, very, very reminding of what kind of cards you got. And you, you just can't make sure you don't sit around. This um, the Orbrak the Hidden, the, the 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 red creature that when other creatures come to battlefield have haste. And when mm-hmm. other creatures that um, the opponent comes in, they come to tap. Right. Excellent card. Excellent card. But that's not not here or there. But I was just explaining, you know, it's good to shop around for your cards. But my golden rule is always, always, always first go to your local store. Because the more that you support them, the more they're able to bring out other game games, events that come out. But like I do, you know, the only time I buy cards online is if no one else here in town has it. So right, always, right. always, always, always support the card of the week. But yes, this deck that he 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 built, I faced it. Actually, I, I faced the majority. Couple here twist twisting here. They have the torpor orbs in there, but like you said, to me, the like the call blade decks, right? You know, uh, how long? Give me a rough estimate of how long you think it'll take to get a call blade moving. Uh, turn three, turn four, you can pretty much get the lock running. Uh, that's just the way it works. Like I said, turn three, turn four, you draw right with this infect deck, you'll win. Win. You win. I, yeah, I got beat. I got beat on turn two. Yeah. This deck like something like this. Because all draw that good. landfall. Yeah. I draw good. Yeah. And if you make it a little differently, yeah, you could you could theoretically win on third turn one. Yeah. Theoretically, yeah. Uh, with a little bit of changes, and you know. We uh, we can talk about that on my Twitter feed and all that. A few changes you could theoretically win on turn one. Oh yeah, um, go ahead and, and let people know about your Twitter. I, I okay. totally forgot to mention that. Let them know your name and how to follow you on Twitter. Right. Uh, for all of you in the Twitter sphere, you can find me at MTG Deck Doc. You can also email me at mtgdeckdoc at gmail.com. Uh, when I get more followers and I get more people following me up, then I'll start doing some more tweets. Right now, it's Pretty barren. It's me. I'm your follower. Uh, You're my only <laughs> Yes, but yeah, man. But um, when you guys come out here and listen to the show, please follow us on Facebook, on our Twitters, especially on on on, on MTG Brainstorm on Twitter and MTG Deck Doctor on Twitter. Also follow us on our Facebook because you know we're sitting here, we're just starting, uh, you know, starting everything off, and uh, we want, you know, I'm not trying to, you know. Looking to, you know, making a career out of magic, which I wouldn't mind if I did able to do that. But, uh, you know, but 
you know, we're just trying to get out there to the magic community and let other people know, you know, that this game, this game's hot, man. This, this, this is the new hotness. It's an old <laughs> game, but now uh, with all these new, new, um, type of series coming out, you know, I love Scar to Meriden. I love Mirror to Besiege. I even now, the more I play Red, the more I'm starting to love, uh, New Phyrexia. So. And, you know, personally, for personally, all you guys, personally good to me. for all you guys listening in small towns like I currently am in, you are not alone. There are hundreds of magic players everywhere. I mean, I live in a town with 5,000 people in it, and I thought I was the only person playing magic until I walked, I was getting off work last night, and I saw five guys standing in line at Walmart with just boxes of <laughs> boosters and fat packs. And I just, I was floored. 5,000 people in this town, and there's five guys right there buying up New Phyrexia and Mirrodin. I, I was floored. Excellent. That's what it's all about. You guys just getting out there, getting out there to commute in the magic community, going and finding people. You know, you can also look up, I'm sure the other places you look up online, your local area. Yeah, sometimes you may have to, you know, do that little drive, but if it's not, not too special you, do it like I, like I do back back in the day when I was little. When I used to go somewhere, I said back in the day, that's when I could get $5 to fill up my tank. But there's <laughs> no here and there. And I'm not that old. I'm only 31 years old. But um, get five, if you got just like two buddies, two, three buddies in your town. And you say you want to go to a local town. Just say like, like if you want to come here to Wichita Falls, if anyone listening is from Texas, you know what I'm talking about. There's a couple of little cities that's outside there. If you get two, three of your buddies, Y'all both throw in no more than six bucks on gas. A person got a car, y'all pile in, bam. That's that right there is the trip to enjoy a good night of Friday night magic. But um that's what well, you know, kind of thing we're trying to put up there, but right now we're gonna talk about the card of the week. Toby has picked the card of the week. I'll let him explain explain to you why he likes it. And uh also wanna give a quick bubblegum. Uh, if you listen to the show, I know they say you wanna pick the card of the week. But you're not giving me any feedback, my brother. You're not sending me any messages. Uh, uh, you're not giving me, hit me up on the phone, hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, whatever you gotta do. Be listening. And give me pointers for Cars of the Week. So, Cause you know, although you don't know, you're part of the show. But until you <laughs> get back with us, man, we're gonna keep on picking the cards. And, and I know, uh, uh, your sad face on, uh, Friday Night Magic, but there's not here or there, man. But Toby, go ahead and, and uh, spit out the, uh, Car of the Week, man. Card of the week. I, I I was honored when I got to pick it, so I chose my current favorite card, which is Tezzeret's Gamble. I love drawing cards. More cards I draw, the more stuff I have to play, the better my chances is beating your ass down. <laughs> Tezzeret's Gambles lets me draw in any color. Blue is the king of drawing cards. It, it's the king. But Tezzeret's Gamble gives me blue's power with any deck I want to use it in because of the blue Phyrexian symbol. Three mana, three colorless mana, and a blue Phyrexian, which is either one blue mana or two life. I can draw two cards and proliferate. Proliferate's an amazing mechanic with so many possibilities. I can't wait to see what kind of things they do with it when the new block comes out, when uh, Zendikar gets phased out in standard uh, format. Whatever they do, I have no idea. I'm not one of those guys who does a lot of future speculation. I don't care. I'll just wait, see what the previews say, and see what the block does. I can't wait to see what they do with Proliferate. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, looking online on, on YouTube, 
know, doing a little research and stuff, and some of the things that they're bringing out, I think, will work very, very, very well with um, with uh, with this uh, Tetris gamut. Because oh. I know, like, one of the terms, was it, was it bloodthirst? Is that, yeah, is that bloodthirst. Number? Yeah, it, I, well, if you get that, that's a one, that's, a count, that's considered a counter. Mm-hmm. Right, correct? So yes, it'll do that, come in to the gamut, and proliferate. So you got your card that's bloodthirst one. And you, you go ahead and you hit up with a hit up with a uh, with a Tetris gamut. He's now a two two because he's able to proliferate through it. And especially yeah. if you got more than one card, I think most of his cards are like cost two, maybe two or three mana. You know, uh, one black. I mean, yeah, one black, two, one black or one colorless. I'm not totally sure on the cards because they really release one, but I know there's one that's that way. But you're able to get those cards out next turn, throwing a Tetris gamut. And I mean, there's different, you know, different. Ways that you can throw that out there, but um, oh, um, just seeing the uh, like the blood, the blood blasted dragon, or I think that's his name, with the yeah. bloodthirst six on him. Just uh, a simple yeah. contagion class for a contagion engine in that deck, yeah. and running a red bloodthirst deck using contagion engines and contagion class. You've got a 12-12 flyer walking around, and all of a sudden, negative one, negative one to your guy, proliferate. Everything I got just got bigger. Throwing in Orin, you know, Vastwood, uh, Vines of the Vastwood. And, bam, I mean, I can see a lot of possibilities. But I I have a a shout-out. Maybe even you can answer it. Anybody out there listening to this. I need to know if there's a card that can move counters from one card to another. I cannot think of one. Uh, and if there are, hit me up, mtgdeckdoc at gmail.com or on my Twitter feed at mtgdeckdoc. I'm trying to think of a really fun um, deck, and if I can get it to work, I'll put it up next week. But it's a play on my uh, 2 Infinity and Beyond deck that I currently run, my Mirror Infinite deck. If wow. I can find a deck that lets me move counters from one card to another, I'll put it up. And it's hard to set up, but how would you like infinite turns? Yeah, exactly. But I'm thinking, um, just going off, man, but uh, I think there may be a card. I remember hearing something about it on one other podcast, but I think it's in legacy format, not standard. Well, I, think, I was like, I don't my... think there's a standard card that does that. My two infinity on and beyond deck is a legacy deck. Uh-huh. It, it is, well, it yeah. has be, well, in three weeks it will become a legacy deck. It relies too much on M11, okay. and I know my time reversal does not get uh, reprinted. So. All right, how about this? All right, Bob Gum, if you listen to the program, <laughs> Bob, um, he's um, he's not a um, in yeah, Naptown native, but um, he is. That's his thing. He's a big legacy player. He plays standard, just like you know how we play legacy. He's a big yeah. legacy guy, and he's the man I go to and ask for legacy questions. So, Bogum, if you're listening, that's my that's my buddy's request. You can either hit me or hit him up on his Twitter that he said earlier, or you know, come to the website or whatever. But um, I know that you know a car that does that because you are the legacy man. So every time I get a legacy question, he he is the man that I come and I talk to. So. Yeah, or anybody, Bubblegum, anyone, I implore you, I need to know the name of a card that does that, because I've seen it, I just cannot remember its name. But, uh, he's a man to talk to, we'll we'll go ahead and break that down, but, uh, let's, um, let's go on and talk about, got this new term, new terms and words that they're changing around in the decks now, 
It is called Dyes. Toby, go ahead and break that down and explain to everybody, you know, why they changed it from put it in the graveyard uh, back into Dyes. Um, okay, Magic first came out. It was Dyes. It says, when something takes lethal damage, it dies. It, it literally meant, is put it in the graveyard from play. All it is is when, we'll even say, Jace Belrin is put into the graveyard from the battlefield. That's a lot of words. And cards are getting complicated and more complex. Proliferate's, uh, you know, they've got to tell you what proliferate does because it's not that common. It's, everyone knows what it does, but that new player doesn't. So now we can see when this card is put into the graveyard down to two words instead of seven. That's all it is. Dies and enters the graveyard from the battlefield are the exact same thing. There is no difference. That's it. Just make it simpler and simpler and straight to the point. Yeah. That's how, well, that's how it should be. Why Why they did the, you know, I have my own theories on why they did this in the first place, but the fact that they, you know, doesn't tap to attack is now called Vigilance. Uh, cannot be targeted by enemies' uh, spells Shrouded. or abilities. No, no, no. By enemies is called Hexproof. By uh, anyone. Ah, okay. Hexproof okay. comes in 20, uh, Magic 2012. Ah, okay, uh, okay, okay. So, Simple things like that that, you know, they just never had names for, and now they do. Why they made dies in such a long phrase, like I said, I have my own theories. Yeah. But. <laughs> you got theories, man. Well, split it out, man. Well, what, what, what's your theory on it, you know? Well, um, nothing wrong discussion, Bob. We, t- we talked about it a little bit the other night. Um, a while ago, just like Dungeons & Dragons, in the beginning, Magic had this devil-worshipping, you know, guys and creepy guys sitting around summoning the devil with these cards, like, stigma attached to it. And you look at cards, and they would immediately pick up cards. Lord of the Pit, Minions of Lashrak, you know, demon, you know, Servants of of Sezavat. I mean, all these just demon cards. Pestilence, Animate Dead, and those, they just look at black. They would forget to look at blue, like Sarah's Angels, and, you know, Grace, and Blessings, and all of these. They forget to look at those. So, for a while, Magic didn't print demons at all. And that was like the the Saga block, uh, the Tempest, or not the Tempest block, the uh, Wrath Cycle. I mean, there was a couple of blocks, there were no demons. And for those guys, I have a friend who collects demons. Just oh, really? creature, yeah, creature type. <laughs> he collects them. He loves them. He thinks they're cool artwork, and they're usually very powerful cards. Right. But there was a whole couple of blocks that didn't print them, and I think they changed over to is put into the graveyard around that time to try to get away from the oh creature die type yeah. stigma. Right. But they st- but in Wizards Infinite Wisdom they still made angels. So we had angels running all over the place with no demons to counter them. It was just one of those, I think it was just a PR move. And eventually, as we all know, they started reprinting demons because, you know, you know, like Ob, I love Ob or the person, or the Halo Hunters and stuff like that. We got demons again, so they reneged and went back on their word, but that's alright. Because I got my I got my demons. Again. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, just um, just going on. We talking about D and D, Dungeons and Dragons on Xbox Live. Wizards, if you're listening, 
need fix it. Fix it. DLC, <laughs> more characters, more armor, something. You, I mean, you made it too easy to make it a level ten. I'm, I got all my characters on on Dandy right now, level ten, and nothing else to do. Give us some more creatures. Give us something. I mean, it's, a, it's an awesome <laughs> game, but you guys are just messing up. And and I don't know if if anybody else out there experiencing anything problems like that on D&D, please send us an email or hit us up on Twitter. But uh, when you when you sign on, you play for a little bit, then you sign on next time, then all your abilities are gone. Or you just randomly lose one. Yeah, just just out of blue. You send it, you got everything tracked down all of a sudden when you're trying to use the ability. It's not hitting like it did before, and you're going, look, you're missing it. No, so please, Wizard, that's all we want to stress on this. Bring out a patch and fix all this stuff. We love the game, but we refuse to play it if you guys ain't going to fix it. But anyway, that's here and there. All right. Thanks for breaking down that, that whole dies and, and very straight to the point, which you're talking about with the angels and demons. I totally understand what you're talking about there. Now, I'm going to break down here at uh, Brainstorm. We're going to be trying to bring contests through Twitter or through Facebook, through email, wherever it takes, to be able uh, we haven't totally come up with a strategy yet. I have a few ideas. We need to lay down with the crew, let them know how we're going to do it. But we want to give back to the people, you know, you know, make this, you know, try to make this podcast bigger, you know, bring more people into it, you know, saying like, oh, look, MTG Brainstorm has a contest. Let's go check it out. Check it out. <laughs> and uh, give us maybe a week or two. I'm still waiting on word back from um, back from Wizard, TCG players, a couple other places. Get some uh, items, memorabilia, and uh, then we're going to bring it out to y'all out there in podcast land, magic land. We're going to try to come with some promo cards, T-shirts, whatever. I mean, even if I have a time, I have to come out of my pocket or, or a couple of my promo cards I got thrown out there. I would do that. I would give back to the community because that's what we have to do, keep, keep people from coming in. So uh, please check back with us. Check uh, what is on mtgcast.com. Check us back at our webpage, mtgbrainstorm.webstarts.com. Check us back each week. I know I'm, I'm, in, I'm doing my best to be able to keep the uh, website up, but with family and working and all that stuff, I'm doing my best as I can. Um, we're probably running a little bit late behind this week on podcasting, but that's that's just, just mostly just because of work-related issues and stuff. So, um but before we uh, head off this uh, first part of the segment, before we go to commercial break, let's go over a quick review on the decks that you brought up to us. Okay. So Green Beat Down Deck, you know, does what Green does the best. Beats people over the head with six sevens, eight eights, and, you know, seven sixes. And Omentha Locus of Mana, who can be pretty much as high as you can possibly make him. Uh then you go up to my infection deck, which is fast, hard hitting, and poisons the ever loving mother out of someone. Attacking my boy Toron right here, man. He will tell you. Turn two, turn three. This should Game. knock a cobblade. <laughs> this, this should knock a cobblade. This kind of deck. And if you remember from last week, that Hawkward deck that was really, really fast. Those are the kind of decks that a beginning level magic player or even just someone who's coming back into the game doesn't know the mechanics that well yet or doesn't know all the cards from the full block that's the kind of deck you're looking for to beat these guys down who have been playing magic religiously for a couple of you know years months whatever right, we're right. building these 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 types of decks these cobbles these valknuts these mass polymorph decks you're building these head combo heavy hard hitting decks these fast 
cheap and easy to make decks. White weenie decks from the old school days, those were, those were game changers. These kind of decks, they will win. Oh, guys, you're it's it's all about the draw. All yeah, about the draw. You're unlucky. Because if, if you don't have it by turn five, or even, even before turn four, you pretty much, that's game over. So when you draw, you have to make sure you look at your hand. Make sure you have those falling cards that help you win in turn three. You get those right. three cards in play, and at least have two lands, those two cards, and the creature in your hand, you win every single time. If you don't have it, going down to five cards is not bad, as long as you have those cards in your hand. So that's another thing you need to look at when you play this, when you, when you, when you play this hand, but it's very, 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 very strict to the point. When doing but up. When we come back next segment, I'm going to be talking about the, um, about the deck I made. I threw, threw something together, which I think is very, very, very good. I've been playtesting it a lot, you know, since I made it and, and it works. It works good. It, it's just, you just like, it's like how the deck that he's talking about, his effect that it works the same way. If you look at it, 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 creature control, um, it has a couple cards in there for, uh, um, board clearing. You know, which one hurts in all, then, you know, is this, then, then you have, I have three big bombs in there, which I'll explain later. Then my side deck, which I think works pretty well because the cards that's in it work in between here and there. But, uh, anything else you want to throw in, Toby, before we go to break? Uh, no, it's just that I won't be here for the rest of the show. I want to, you know, give a shout out to all the people listening out there. Remember, you can follow me at mtgdeckdoc or email me at mtgdeckdoc at gmail.com uh, Tyrone have a good one sell Steven I said hi sure and will. I'll see you online man alright man take care have fun do what you do appreciate you uh, coming and uh, helping me out this week with the yeah we got one man down and I'll make sure I tell Steven you said what's up and hopefully hopefully he's going to be able to do this with me so um, we'll go and we'll do that we'll break that down and we'll uh, see y'all back here in a minute Toby take care man Make sure uh, you got time next week, man. Make sure you come back with us and uh, and uh, hit up, um, come down, hit up with us uh, with the fourth brainstorm following next week. So hey, guys, like I said, someone give me that card name and I'll throw an yeah. interesting infinite uh, infinite turn combo on you. Someone get me that idea, infinite turn combo coming next week if I can get that card. Yo, B, <laughs> Bob, talk about you, man. I know you know the card that does that. You know, you know that fancy iPhone you got. So uh <laughs> hit us up, let us know, email, hit me up, or if you see me Friday, let me know what that card is and uh, we'll do that. But uh you guys hang in there, we'll be right back. Yeah, this is JJ. JJ Hampton. I'm calling about the ad and the bargain trader for the guard dog. Um I'm wondering what kind of guard dog it is. I'm looking for a good guard dog. I've had some problems around my place, these niggas around here stealing my stuff. I uh, had a double man pincher, and uh, he was a good dog and everything, but uh got robbed one night, and the niggas took everything I had and took the damn dog, too, you know. And so I got me one of them Rottweiler dogs, you know, Greek big sons of a bitch. And uh, they come up there one night with a Cadillac with some bass in the trunk, you know, and then kaboom, kaboom, kaboom shit. And uh the dog loved that bass, and he got right in the car with him and left. Um, so I don't trust a black dog is what, what basically comes down to. Uh, niggas take a black dog. I need one of them pit bull dogs, one of them big Gray and white nasty motherfuckers is what I'm looking for with a big white head on them. Yeah, uh, if that's what it is, I'm very interested because I need something to bite a nigga in the ass is what I need. I don't need no nigga taking my damn dog again. It's getting expensive. Uh, call me back and let me know what kind of dog it is. All right. Bye.
Hey, welcome back to the brainstorm. Thanks for coming back to us in the second part of the show. Got my friend Jones. What's going on, Jones? What's up, buddy? Not much, man. I appreciate you uh, taking time out of your, your busy schedule to come uh, hang out with me here on the uh, on the brainstorm. You know, we was a uh, man down with uh, Phil out there doing his thing. Then um, we had Toby on earlier talking about his uh, his decks and other things he brought out. But um, I got my friend Jones here with me today. He's going to be talking about uh, Duels of the Plane Walker 2012 course set on Xbox 360 and then breaking down the reason why it's probably best to play on Xbox 360 compared to the PC and PlayStation 3. So um, go ahead and uh, um, spit your rhymes there, Jones, and let us know what's going on with this uh, Duels of the Plane Walker 2012. Well, really, I mean, there's benefits to playing on every version individually except for the PlayStation 3. And I'm really not trying to dog on the system. It's just by nature what has happened on Xbox Live Arcade and all of the Xbox Live titles is that it's formed a much more social atmosphere with the party system. What that creates is a bunch, uh, is a bunch of friends playing a bunch of different games at the same time. And normally whenever we start playing things that are very similar to Magic in their uh, game structure and that they draw on the same type of players, Risk, Catan, any of those more strategic tabletop games, uh, you get a bunch of people playing the same game uh, or different games, uh, but all sharing the same party. And it just kind of replicates the attitude of a gaming store, of a bunch of friends sitting around and playing Magic. You may not all be in the same game, but you're yelling across at each other what's happening. You're sharing the same type of friendly or non-friendly trash talk, and it just creates a better atmosphere. Uh, and just by PlayStation 3, if you've spent any time on the system, you know that not many people use the vocal capabilities compared to that of Xbox. There is no party system, and you can only speak to people that are within the same game with you. And people that only have the PlayStation 3 that want to play the game are still going to get it, and they're going to have a great game and a great experience with it. It's just not going to replicate the same attitude and experience that might be shared on Xbox Live. Uh, with the PC, they're still going to have speech communications. And I'm sure people are going to be speaking cross-platform by using things like Skype, things like uh, the voice chat thing we used to use for WoW. Now oh, yeah. Me right now. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about, too. Is a same thing system. we used on Diablo. You know, it's yeah. the same thing everybody uses. So people are going to be communicating. But it's not the same. It always seems like more work to do it on a computer. And I don't, I, I hate speaking just so out of, out of place without really an example to be, but just it's so easy to just pop on the Xbox at the end of a day. Yeah. And within 15 seconds of turning the thing on, you're hopped into a party with eight of your buddies. And exactly. it's just like that. You just turn on your headset. You don't have to start any outside applications. You don't have to hope that someone's running their server and that their internet connection is rolling fine. Exactly. You don't have to pay your extra fee to have your own server. It's just... No, no ping checks. Yeah, exactly. And it's not something else weighing down your processor on your computer when all exactly. of this stuff is nicely streamlined and they've worked on it for years on the Xbox. That's, so why, that's why I'm a console person over a PC. It's too much work. <laughs> Well, and you know what? There are going to be benefits to have the PC version. Like, if there is a little glitch in the game when this thing first comes out, 
the PC will get any updates and fix before the PlayStation or the Xbox, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah because of the approval. Through. Yeah, they have to go through the approval system that Microsoft has set in place, and that system is good because it it it's a quality assurance system that really I'm wonderfully happy is set in place. A lot of times, kind of annoyed by how much it delays things at others, because uh, still titles that aren't complete slip through the the net, I guess to yeah. say. Yeah. But with Magic, there's a lot that they have to do with the programming, and it's going to be easier for them to do those little fixes on PC for it is than Xbox. And, I mean, like we like we watched with Planeswalkers 1, the first one that came out, all of the little things that needed to get fixed. Uh, freezing, I'm trying to play too many spells at one time. Yep, the spell progression order. Yeah. Uh, the matchmaking problems, all of those things were fixed on PC before. And later on down the line, they got the DLC before Xbox did. Xbox got the first PL, uh, the first DLC before anybody else. And then when the second DLC came out, I'm not quite sure about how the progression went with who got that. But I know PC got the first expansion first. We were all waiting for it. I remember we were all sitting on Xbox arguing with each other about how crappy it was that PC got the royal treatment when we had been pretty damn loyal. Uh, but that's okay. I mean, it's you got to look at it from the development standpoint, and they, yep. it's just it's easier easier channels for them. Exactly. Very true. But um, what is it? Um, break down the difference between the first two expansions and the new uh, Duels Planewalker 2012. Well, like between the expansions and the game. Yeah. Well, mostly the game. You know, like. Like yeah. like the two-headed giant, all that kind of stuff like that. Well, the big deal with that that annoyed a lot of people, especially, I mean, within our greater group of gamers, was that we love a co-op and we love a competitive experience. And so all of us really love the idea of playing two-headed giant, but we all live at separate corners of the country. Yeah. You can't just drive over to a buddy's house and hop on to play some two-headed giant like it's no big deal. I mean, it'd be great if we could, but it's just yeah, not about, It would. And yeah, some would people nice. can't. You know, some people have roommates that actually enjoy that stuff. I don't. You know, my roommate right. that I had last, he there's no way in hell I'd ever get him to play a game of Magic. Uh, he doesn't bust my chops about it or anything, but it, there's just it, it's not happening. Right. Uh, so... Just the fact that now we'll finally be able to get those games going. Uh, I mean, with other great strategy Xbox Live titles, and I mean, you know, people have their complaints about games, but might Magic Clash of Heroes, the entire thing that made that fun was the idea of going online with two buddies and playing a competitive, cooperative game. Right. Uh, based on strategy, too. I mean, you can always do that with shooters, but it's, you know... A little bit more stressful, you know. With, with Magic, you can uh, eat your dinner and only have to use really one hand to move everything around. Taylor with a shooter, you always got to be eyes glued on the screen because, like, when like when we usually when we play Magic, I'm able to if I want to, you know, do the laundry, or if I got to chase my daughter around, or if I got to yeah. do any, any little thing, I got time to do it. Then plus, you know, with the wireless headset on, it's like, hey, it's your turn, you know. Then you go and and. and, and I like it mostly. I, I like the whole dual uh, plane walker, the first one, and how to get a chance to play the, um, you know, the second one because it comes out Wednesday, the fifteenth. But um, it's that it's able, you know, to get a good game 
he had a group of friends around the country and and still be fun and competitive even if it's like not type of shooter game. Especially with you. I mean, you, you I ain't gonna lie. My, my friend Jones here, he is a strategy strategy king. That's why I play him in Magic. I can't remember. I maybe only beat him maybe maybe once or twice. He beat me like twenty times. You've had a couple times. Uh, yeah, a couple, two times. Exactly. And you had a couple of the early ones too before you even had everything unlocked. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, that's only because we was playing with other people and and one person did that. One person, it was able. You know, you know how it goes. But like one on one, I think that's true games, man. Yeah. That's what makes the game great, and that's yeah. what makes Xbox the system of choice. I mean, when you get those groups of friends that have the different play styles and react to each other differently, that's the spice of the game. Yeah. That's magic at its best. But but that's the hard part, man, about playing with four people. Because you know like how we go, like when we do it, we let everybody you know, okay, get about, we'll go about ten turns in, then we start attacking. But it's always so hard like if I pick on him, he'll do this. If I pick on him, he'll do that. But then I always got that one person like say that says, "F it, let's do it." So I remember, um, uh, the last, I think it was the last time we played, and you had that pestilent demon. You just just knocked off everybody, and I just remember you saying, "Demon mad," and he started killing everybody. Mm-hmm. And that was the end of the long game. Then I end up, then I end up getting taken out. Then Phil was in there, and I don't know who the other person was. I don't know if it was Q or. Or somebody, but uh, you didn't play that much. It might have been. It was either Bob or Big Nasty, I think. Yeah, it was Big Nasty. That's what it was. Yeah, that that because he he started it, and all of a sudden, it just you know, it was always take that one person to do, you know. And then, but um, uh, that's what it is. But also, when you guys download this game on Xbox Live, I guess you'd be able to go in there and get a um, promo. Be able to take it to your local game store and be able to get your promo cards. From, uh, for buying the expansion, uh, my friend Jones told me I didn't know about the last one, but also they did with the last one too. So you guys need to go in and check that out. But um, now are they doing it through the gaming stores? Or are they doing it through like a mail order? Because in the last I, game, you just emailed them, filled yeah. it out, and then they mailed it to you. Well, I was looking online, and one of the other guys that I always do is like the coverage for the uh, pro tours and stuff. He said that you're able to get like a thing from you, uh, print out, you take it to your local store. Yeah, we'll get a promo card. It may be that way. I mean, I'm just going off what I, I, I saw yeah. down on YouTube Word. talk about. So I'm not, not 100, 100, 100% sure. But, I personally uh, think that's better. So Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. I have to wait in the damn mail for it. But, uh, one of the things I want to, want to get into is, you know, you play Magic. What, you know, like everybody, uh, I have my colors. I'm a, a black blue now, jumping into red, you know, trying to play with. Toby is a, um, black blue infect. Um, also, actually, I'm black blue, Toby's black blue, Phil's black blue, cause he, he likes using Jace, and now he's using that, uh, uh, Friction, um, uh, I can't remember the card, um, oh yeah, Friction Metamorphosis, and a couple other, uh, new Friction cards. You don't have to be really, you know, in tune, cause also Jones is, I haven't really got a chance, you know, mess with a new Friction or even Miriam Siege, but, um, just color in general, in general, what is the type of color you like playing? Man, I, uh, I was an old player, and uh, you know, I've told you before that when I was actually playing card games, I, I played a bit of Magic, but the game I played mostly was Legend of the Five Rings. Right, and right. That game is heavily influenced by creating a deck that sticks to a theme, and right. it's either theme by strategy or theme by effect or 
really just theme by story if you want to. I mean, right. it, it depends on what you're doing with it. So I've just always kind of stuck to that in any card game I've played. So, I mean, when I build a deck, I try to make it as efficient as possible, but I normally have a core idea in mind along the lines of vampires, elves, undead, spellcasters, pingers, right. direct damage. Uh, but when I normally build, I start with black. I just like the creepy stuff. Always have. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, that is you. I'm a creepy man. Black, you know, he's, he's more of a mono black player, but I think if he was in touch more, you know, with the, with the, you know, you know, going on Friday Night Magic, I'm sure he'd probably flip on something else, but there's really nothing wrong with mono, you know, mono colors, but, uh, you know, just now, technically today, there are certain decks called, uh, call blades out, you know, that's, um, was uh, I think it's white, blue, red, or blue, red, whatever, blue, white, blue, white, red. It's one of those colors. I think it's still a color mixed between, but you know, it's it's that's like that's like the big deck right now. You know, you probably look it up and uh, you know check it out. But um, yeah, but that's not too interesting to me. No, exactly. <laughs> that that's that's why I'm trying to get people to understand. Just because you see that card in Pro Tours. Everybody thinks that's the card that they have to have. Like me personally, I, I refuse to run Jason in any of my decks because he's everybody. Yes, he's a big. He can be a factor into it, but he is not the one. If you can control, if how should I put it? If you can control the per the, the player hand before you ever get Jace out, there's not Jace is not an option. If you can throw Jace out of the mix, they those Coldplay decks ain't no good. But most of the decks you play against wins. Most people. I'm not able to do that, but if you're able to, to control that type of deck, that's good. But good thing for you is is that this new core set is is all about about the undead and zombies and bloodthirsty and vampires. So the brain, the brain yeah, they're they're, they're bringing it bringing it back. You have to uh, werewolf. Yeah, yep, that too. We need a werewolf. All right, <laughs> and he's a werewolf. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, um, check it out because I mean, it's wherever you get a chance, you jump online. Check out the new core set coming out because they got a couple new terms. One called um, we're talking about talking about with Toby is a, a bloodthirst. And it's basically when damage is done to that player, we bring a creature in. He, uh, bloodthirst basically is like uh, gets a plus counter onto it. So the creature's a one one, but damage was dealt. He's, he basically comes out to be a two two, you know. So yeah. then when you will proliferate and all that kind of stuff, then I mean it, it's 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 a real big. Real big thing uh, to get into, so I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, you know, break down too much into it, to you know, you get, to you get a chance to look at it, because if, if you guys don't know, my friend Jones here, he's it was like, no matter what we like, when we play Xbox Live, you know, it's like Jones, what's the like, what was it Castlevania? I know nothing hmm. about Castlevania. I didn't uh, think it was any good. Once I got into it, loved the game. Any questions? I got it. A man's on the ball, so I'm trying to I'm trying to get Jones to be like a permanent, you know, uh, brainstorm, uh, brainstorm crew, you know. So I know technically he don't technically have to be in playing Magic, but any information that uh, I know he doesn't play, he still grabs it no matter what. But surely he might get back into uh, playing, you know, Magic. But since Magic's gonna be on Xbox Live, I think still be good. But you know, this this guy here is a very knowledgeable man, but um. Also, uh, I want to break down to you. Jones is, uh, is um, we decided, um, Toby made a deck. So I was thinking about it myself and, um, I came across like, um, there's a deck called, um, Tezzeret the Mind Hammer, right? 
Yeah. And, um, in, you know, if you listen to the name Tezzeret, the Mind Hammer, and you kind of can think of what it is, it's Tezzeret, Jace, and, and, uh, Koth, Koth the Hammer. So, I was looking at the deck, trying to, you know, think about what to put in there, you know, and I made a deck, but it's still, it's a Tezzeret deck, but, just without the other two planeswalker. I like Koth, but it's just the mountain. You need multiple. He's like a mono. He Koth is like a mono red planeswalker, which you're just check it out. So that just sounds expensive to me. That's when I hear a deck that sounds that expensive. That's what makes me happy that uh, I'm playing games like Duels of the Planeswalkers. <laughs> uh, I mean, so many people talk about all. I, I hear a lot of complaints online about the old Magic games, about how much people want to be able to edit the decks more and buy yeah. packs of cards or whatever, and I'm just... Yeah, it's a completely other game. It's available already. You can play it. It's there. It's called Magic Online. Yeah. Duels of the Planeswalkers is for people that maybe don't have the time for Magic but still enjoy it, maybe yeah. don't have the energy to chase down those really expensive cards or make the mm-hmm. trades... Or even make it out to the gaming store on a weekly basis. And it's perfect, uh, for, like you said, it's perfect for new people just to learn the basics of the game in case they do want to play. Yeah, and I'm glad I still get to play Magic, but I wouldn't if it weren't for this game because yeah. honestly, I, ju- I don't have the energy for it anymore. And if I did still have the energy for a CCG, I'd probably still play Legend of the Five Rings. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, true. Not not to distract from your podcast, Magic's a great game, and oh, I still yeah. love the digital formats. But yeah, see, it's, the time it's, and money. it's all about the variety of it. Like, it's the whole point is you still can enjoy magic without technically having to be going to the card shop every week trying to deck up your deck. That's exactly. I mean, that's I mean, it's you still love magic. There's nothing wrong loving other card games or anything like that. Because hell, I mean, there's other card games that I can go. Hell, I'd rather you know, since Wizard they bought Hero Clicks, I wish they bring us more Hero Clicks. I love playing Hero Clicks. Freaking great, man! Yeah. It makes me yeah. just the the potential of other people playing because yeah. I I lost my group and that was a great game. Yeah, I, I love Hero Clicks. Yeah, they just brought out a, um, a talking about Hero Clicks. They just brought out a um, series of uh, Green Lantern Hero Clicks from the, yeah. uh, based on the movie. Gotta check it out, man. I mean, they 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 look mm. excellent. It's, I mean, to me, I mean, if you're not really playing it, to me, they're still perfect for collectors. Uh, they, if they want to make some money uh, off of a Heroclix expansion, first of all, they can hire me. Second of all, <laughs> they could release Marvel vs. Capcom, dude. Imagine how hot those would fucking sell. Like, oh, Ryu packaged with Wolverine. Oh, well, like, yeah. The oh yeah, adding the uh, package Capcom with Dante. Yeah, well there are there are Deadpool's. That, oh yeah, they, they have it more, but it's more like versus Capcom. Yeah, oh, easy man. I get it. What you're talking about now, just adding the whole the, the characters from the games into a HeroClick platform. Yeah, yeah, that's, they did it with Freddy versus Jason, Alien yeah. and Predator. Halo, Those were my favorite ones. Hellboy. Yeah, Hellboy, Halo. Um, see, it's nothing wrong with talking about it because they're owned by the same people that make Magic. So either way, they're going to put a word yeah. out of Magic anyway. So yes, bro. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. But uh um, WOTC. <laughs> oh man, that you now you got me want to break out my hero clicks now. I'm looking at looking at my box right now in, in my office. I was thinking about cause I got a couple of silver surfaces in there that you know you, I used to love playing with. But uh uh let's go in here and I'm gonna break down this deck real quick, man, and um I'll try to explain it to you most most as possible. But uh, the deck that I built is a um uh, call it Brub. 
you know, because you, cause you got your rug and you got your rub, you know, your rug is red, blue, green. This one is red, blue, black. So, um, well, it's, it's a simple deck. Yeah, it's if, when you go on, on uh, TCGplayers.com and look it up. Also, I have it on the website, um, mtgbrainstorms.webstarts.com, and uh, you'll able to find a link and look at the um, look at this deck. Yeah, the deck's average is four hundred and eight bucks, but majority of these cards is just from going to tournaments and doing drafts and stuff. Only really card that I bought was mostly was one Tezra and one. Infernal Titan. All the other ones that were all trades. So, but um, it's, it's, it's you know Tezrit. Um, he's he's a artifact, an artifact planeswalker. So you know you can um, one of his abilities is look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal an artifact card from among them and put the put it into your hand. Put the rest into the bottom of your library. That gives him plus one. Or I can make any artifact the five five artifact creature. Then once uh, he gets his, his ultimate ability, which is negative four. I gain life equal to number of artifacts I have on the battlefield by two. So basically, if I have ten artifacts out, I gain what, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, twenty. Then other person loses twenty life. So basically, you know that's you know in, in between how you how you do it there. But um, it's a little bit in mixed between. I have a uh, alloy mirror. You know, strictly for uh, well, Alo Mir, uh, you can add one mana of any color to your mana pool. So now that's also there to help. I have Edge um, Mastrosity. This is a real good card, Steve, uh, Jones, because mm-hmm. it's a mystic, it's a mystic rare, and it and it's, it only costs five mana, and it's a ten ten. But the the thing of it is, when it comes to the battlefield, it has five negative negative one counters on it. So basically, it comes in as a five five. But for you to be able to remove the counters on them, you have to pay eat all the colors, the white, blue, black, red, and green. But there is a, a card. The reason why I have this um, atrocity in here because of uh, cards that are called Hex Parasites. With this card, I can remove, you can remove up to X counters from target permanent. That means you can remove any counters from any permanent on the battlefield. So, they bring out a Jace, and Jace, you're about to hit Jace's ultimate. You can use your Hex Parasite, remove five counters on that. Then those counters that you remove go into the Hex Parasite. So basically, he's a 1-1. One, one. You take out five counters. He's now a 6-6, six, six, and it only costs one mana to bring out. So That sounds wonderful. Yes, yes. That's why you so use the Mastrosity with the Hex Parasite. And you use the Hex Parasite to remove the five counters from the uh, Mastrosity. Next turn, it's a 10-10. Blasting you with, you know, wherever else other counters you can pull out the field. But technically, the Mastrosity, he, he's going to be the big hitter. But the other big hitter I have on here, um, you know, uh, about the Infernal Titans, right? Um, uh, yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Infernal Titans is, um, for, uh, for one red mana, he gets plus one, basically plus one, plus zero to end the turn. But good thing about, I, I like about this Infernal Titan is that when he comes into the battlefield, you can do three damage divided between three targets. So basically, if he's like, say, and he got all of these one, well, you know, three one ones out there when he comes on the battlefield, you can pop them all off. Or if you got one that's two and, and like they have multiple creatures that are like six ones, you're able to bring that out. I mean, he's like a good, another good form of removal. So yeah. I have three, three of him in there because it happens when he attacks and when he, uh, when he comes to the battlefield. 
So also I have um um Cordathus Phoenix. It's a real good card. It's two colorless, three uh three red mana. I like the reason I have this card in here because because you you know um uh, since it's more of a uh artifact it has metal craft. So basically we have three or more artifacts. Battlefield, I like it because it comes in the battlefield flying and has haste to four four. So I'm able to bring him in, bow, blast him down. They can doom blade it. They can do uh doom blade, uh what's it uh yeah, doom blade, go for the throat, any type of removal, blow him up, throw him in the uh basically if this card doesn't get exiled, it's it costs five to bring him out. And normally when I play up how many artifacts, which I'll explain more, I have more artifacts than in my deck. If I had three more of those artifacts out, I can bring him back next turn by paying four and he's flying and he has haste. So I mean it is it's a good combo of combination to me. Flying and, and coming ace hitting you with four. Cause you're, the only thing you're thinking about is destroying them right there. That, and if you don't have enough to hit you that turn and bring them back, you know, this card can help you win the game. And, um, to me, the big, the big dog of it all is, uh, the warm coal engine. He has death touch and lifelink. And when, but when he's put in, into the graveyard from the battlefield, then you get two other creatures, one with lifelink, one with death touch and a three threes. So when people see this card, they're like, okay, if I destroy him, only thing will pull out is two more. Three threes are able to, uh, you know, but the way they look at it is, okay, he got Tezra on the battlefield. He got his Worm Coil. I destroyed his Worm Coil. Now he has one Life Link, one Death Touch Worm. But with Tezra's one of his abilities, I can make one of those into a 5-5. Five five. So that's the reason why he's always good within the deck with, with Tezra, to my, you know, my personal opinion. But this is also a reminder, this is the deck that I'm going to use in Friday Night Magic this week. So I will let you know next week or when I write, you know, type of articles or anything on Facebook, I'll let you know how the deck went. But also, I have four, I have four overflowing chalices. This card, there, Jones, is when you play two regular mana, yet it is, it's zero casting. That's why I like it, because it's zero casting. So technically, I can kick it to use the ability, or I can just use it like, say, I want to hit Tetris Ultimate to win the game. But when you're not doing it, it's good because this card helps you get Tezra out in turn three. Because soon you get Tezra out, the LV, you know, I'm able to search through all my artifacts to get my cards out. But you multi-kick it. When you multi-kick it, you get to put one counter on it. And that one counter, you can tap it for uh, one colorless mana on the battlefield. Then uh, next in line is I have four lightning bolts. For the lightning bolts in the, in the new core set are not coming back. This, uh, uh, yeah, I remember y'all talking about that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not coming back and I've been looking online and a lot of people whining about that. Like, man, why you gotta take out a lightning bolts? You know, then, I mean, there's different other cards you can bring out to replace all that. But I mean, lightning bolt, yeah, it's a good card, but it's been, I guess it's been around for a while, but there's other cards that you can use instead of his place. Actually, that actually, actually, since I'm sitting here thinking about it. Lightning Bolt is good, but there's other cards that if you run an artifact deck that has Metalcraft that you can use. But uh, I'm just going to break it down to go ahead and get through this. I have two Mox Opals. They're legendary artifacts. They have Metalcraft. The only time you use the ability if you have three or more artifacts. But with this card, it's kind of like the Alloy Mirror. I can add any one color to my mana pool. So that is good. Then I have um, Slag Storm, Creature Control. Any one color? What's his mana cost? Uh, the, what, the Mox Opal? Oh, okay, Mox Opal. I thought you were saying there was a new mirror. Oh, oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, there is a mirror. He, um, his, uh, his, uh, artifact is three, three colors mana. 
And you produce any mana color? Yep, you got one mana of any color to your mana pool. This card just came out in 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 the new Frexia. That's pretty nice. Yes, that's I, I I like that card. A lot of people talk about, oh, he's so cute, you know, pictures and stuff. But I'm telling you, you get that card out. It, yeah, when it comes, it has summoning sickness though. But that card right there can change change the game. Like a lot of people don't know. Also, it's good because it helps you. Also, that's something you need to think about. They're gonna be thinking about destroying that card before they think about destroying yours. But only good, only bad part about it is, is the type of deck to run with this. You have to play it right. Is I have the car, uh, four four cards called Slag Storms. It does three damage to all creatures on the battlefield. So if you're gonna play it. It's good to play it at the end step. Don't play it at the beginning. Just beginning of your hand. Especially like you know like like elves. You know how elves work, right? They're real quick. Bring out like thousand elves in no time. Yeah. Slag storm. Usually the elves are usually three or less. So with the slag storm, there's three damage to all target creatures within the area and stuff. So that is definitely a good card to have to help clear the board. And there's some other cards that I have in my have that I have in the side deck that I can use. But now I'm thinking about something else. Something else I might throw in, but I'll wait till next week to throw those in. But um, I'm gonna go um. And another, I have four Terminal Magnets. Terminal Magnets are to me, Joan, or like the best cards. One, like one of the best, it's a common. It's a common card and it costs three colors mana. And a good thing about this card is, is that it, you can tap, it comes with three counters and you can tap any artifact or creature. So, so basically you say if you got a, a big titan or a big creature out there on the battlefield and he's about to attack, you can use that Terminal Magnet to tap that creature. A turn so, so basically he says okay I'm attacking with this and he just he's a 1616 tug of mana does a common and you can tap it to freaking avoid that damage that turn and that one turn will give you a chance to it'll help you uh maybe come back and win the game so if I had to um jump on the website there Jones and uh check it check it out sometime so you know exactly what I'm talking about I'm working on that right now all right there's uh also there's um let's see I have I have 24 lands in this deck. Just gonna go ahead and breeze through this quickly because I'm trying to not make this podcast too long. But um I have two black cleave black cleave cliffs. Those are black red. Two of fear. I have one copper line gorge. That's mostly it's, it's red green, but it's uh, comes in tap unless you control two or fewer, but I got in there for the red. Four creeping tar pits, which are unblockable, good for against planeswalkers. I have four dark slick shores, same as the black cliffs, two or fewer, blue black. I have two ink moth nexus. Now, the ink moth nexus works perfectly with Tezzeret because you, once you're able to activate the ability, uses, uses, uh, um, Tezzeret's minus one ability to make this ink moth nexus a 5-5 artifact creature infect. So basically, I have won games not getting everything out, but once I get Tesseract out and be able to play Ink My Nexus on turn one, get them ready, get the Tesseract out, and buy it, and they have nothing to do with Flyers, pretty much you can win the game by turn six while hitting them with ten infect points to the air. So they have three islands, four mountains, and four four scoring tarns. Those are good for pulling out blue-black uh, islands whenever you need them to come out. And... um my sideboard is brittle and um, brittle and figgity. That's the one mana card that um, that you pay four mana and you exile target creature. That's good, especially exiling a big creature, especially like 
Using a God of Phoenix, that's like the only way to get rid of the card. Diabolic Tutor, that's a very good one because you're able to get your big cards out. If you got the Mana for a Tezzer or Infernal Titan or any of the card that you think it have won the game, I'd be perfect for it. Uh, two, um, Bionic Blast, that's a card that's <coughs> probably going to take place for the, um, for the Lightning Bolts when they go out of cycle because they only do two damage, but if you have Metalcraft, they do four damage to target player or creature. Then I have oh. two. Yeah, that's that, that card is bad because a lot of the creatures I've been playing against are like five fours, six fours, and you got Metalcraft that's perfect. And, and I mean, all of these new sets are very artifact heavy. Yeah, yeah. Artifact heavy. Wow. Yeah. Heavy. <laughs> it's all... Artifact heavy. Yeah. Yes. If I understand what you're talking about, I'm sure everybody else out there did. Trust me. Yeah, but I'll try to correct my stutters. Stutter. Yeah, don't don't feel bad. You talk to the study king right here, especially my first couple podcasts. I was getting kind of nervous, but feeling a lot better now and uh, getting more into it. You know, more shows that we do, the more better I get. Maybe I won't ramble on about decks so much, but um, I, I just think this deck is good. Although it's it's four hundred some dollars listed, but trading and finding cards you want, I think is an excellent deck for you know even from beginner. But, you know, if you strategize it right, it'll be a very, very good deck to play. But uh, let me get back because I don't have a couple more cards. Got Inquisition of Kozilek. This is an excellent card because you have to look, look at their hand, discard anything three or less. So I really, 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 really like that card. And I have three mana leaks, which, you know, three, you know, less the control plays, three less to counter spell. Remember side, you look through the deck, pull out. If you're able to... Keep their, uh, Jaces down or anything else big. You can use Memberside to go through their, uh, graveyards and, and anything else and exile those creatures so they can't bring them back. And I have two mental missteps in here. Mental misstep is you can counter, uh, spells converted mana cost one or less. And it's, and it's cost one blue mana or it's a new, it's a new fraction card or you can play the new fraction life. Play your two life to play it. I have this in here because I've been like Jones, uh, not Jones, but when Toby was talking about earlier, I'll hit this infect decks. This is a good card to put in there because most of the stuff that use are one or less to build a battle in between. So that's the deck I built. That's the deck I'm going to use on Friday Night Magic. And that's what I am going to try to use this week. And hopefully it does pretty good. It, it did okay last week, but it wasn't, um, nowhere near where I, uh, uh, where I where I wanted it to be, so, but I finally got to where I wanted it to be, so hopefully that that will work work out with me perfectly. But um, that's it. That's about our deck. Um, anything you want to touch on, Jones? Before we step out of here. Uh, no, man. I mean, yeah, I rambled on long enough about the new game coming out already. I think. Yeah, very true. Yeah, there's um definitely gonna be some major major battles between our our group playing there on on, on Xbox Live. So if any of you people out there on Xbox Live and uh, you guys jump on our Facebook or Twitter or anything, hit us up with your uh, your game tags and uh, we'll battle out Magic Online, trying to you know get this um, community out big and stuff. So hit up that new co-op Vanquisher mode too, or whatever it's called, Vanquisher, yeah. right? Yeah, Vanquisher. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's looking pretty neat. Yeah, definitely new modes, new games. Like you know, like we said before, get out there to lo- take care of your local stores, you know. But if you can, if you can't do that, hit up tggplayer.com. They have excellent cards. 
Please check us out also on uh, mtgcast.com and our Facebook, our Twitter, our webpage, mtgbrainstorm.webstarts.com. Check us out on there. Also, point out once again that we are going to be doing contests here in about, maybe i say about two weeks. Just wait on words back from uh, Wizard and a couple other um, sponsorships out there. So um, check, in back, check back in with us, and we will definitely, definitely get this thing popping. Get going on. Also, I want to give a shout out to the once again to the A team, to the Mana Pool, to Money Night Magic. Let's see you guys shows all all the time. It's this this excellent 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 podcast, especially the A team. A team. If you ever get a chance, there Jones, go on to uh, mtgcast.com and listen to A team's podcast because them fools are crazy, man. Some crazy Canadians, dog, for real. Some good good peeps, man. And, you know they get to the point and, and uh, they they keep you entertained all the way through. But uh, thank, good to me. oh yeah, most definitely. I want to thank everyone for uh, listening to the podcast, and um, please also check us out. Give us comments on on uh, mtgcast.com or on on our Facebook. Keep on touching this so much is because we're trying to get more people interested into our podcast because you know this is you know speaking from the heart. This is something that I enjoy. I love playing magic. I love playing with, you know magic with my kids. Seeing new people come into play and um, and just need more feedback on decks and all that kind of stuff, man. Let's get this thing popping and you know get it going on. You know, so hook a brother up, holler at us, Jones. I want to thank you uh, once again for coming and thanks for having me today and uh, listen to me here here and ramble. And maybe we can get uh, me, you, Toby, and a Phil on one podcast and be uh, able to break it down because. Uh, also, my man Jones here, he's a philosopher, as I say. Hmm. So, uh, so maybe uh, next week we'll come up with something else that he can join us on the show with. So thanks for listening to MTG Podcast. Join us on our webpage, mtgbrainstorm.com. Oops, excuse me, dot webstarts.com. Got to put it on there because we need your help. Don't forget to donate on our page. I'm trying to get enough money so we're able to um, just get mtgbrainstorms.com. But it's... Um, I can't do it without y'all. You guys are great. Jones, thanks for joining me once again. I know I probably said this thousands thousands of times, but uh, I just really appreciate you coming help me out this week, man. Oh, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, no, thank you. Oh, appreciate it. Oh, just looking on Skype. Looks like Phil McMullen just jumped online. So uh, you guys take care. We'll holler at you later. Phil, you listen to the show, man. Be easy. Peace. Somebody bring me back some money, please.